Welcome to the Web of Tomorrow. I'm Adam Harris, and today I'm talking with my good friend Aaron Costley. He went to college with me, and now he's a software engineer at Amazon. He's going to talk about Angular 2, why he likes it, and why he chose it for his latest project at work. So how long have you worked at Amazon now? I've worked at Amazon for about a year and two months now. Cool. You liked it so far? I, I like it pretty good. I'm on a pretty laid-back team and given a lot of freedom on what I can work on and who I work with. Awesome. Um, and how long have you been using Angular 2? Uh, about a month, a month and a half now. Cool. So uh, did were you not using Angular 1 before? Did you have to do like a conversion process? Um, luckily, this is a brand new project. Um, so I got to pick on which technology I could use. Uh, the reason I did not convert or did not, I've used Angular 1 in the past, and my previous coworkers have used Angular 1. Um, but if you read it anywhere on the internet, uh, it actually says that the best way to convert from Angular 1 to 2 is to start over <laughs> and put everything over. Uh, so I guess I lucked out probably actually saved work by starting with a brand new project. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there anything you can save at all when you start from scratch? I'm sure you can like copy, copy and paste some stuff, right? You can probably, let me think about this real quick. Uh, obviously you can probably keep your CSS somewhat. Yeah. Um, however, even then the CSS is scoped. So it's not like you can just can carry all the style sheets over. Um, all your JavaScript is pointless. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> Your HTML will pro- probably doesn't need all that much to be changed in the HTML. Um, the directives have a slightly different syntax, um, and you'll need to cut it up into pieces. Because even like your quote-unquote component directives in Angular uh, 1 are usually bigger or they... Uh, aren't really separation of concerns. Mm. Um, so, All right, so uh, just tell me about what, what are some of the things you like about Angular 2. So one of the things I like about Angular 2 is that it embraces this new standard called uh, Web Components, which is not really a standard, it's actually a collection of standards, uh, which includes custom elements, shadow DOM, um, HTML imports, and a template element. Um, when I was actually choosing what technologies for our project, I was actually going between Polymer, Aurelia, and Angular 2. Um, between the three, the reason why, one of the reasons I chose Angular 2 is because it has the word Angular in the name, uh, mm. which is easier to convince management to uh, go with this technology that's been in production ready for uh, less than a year. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, uh, but the downsides of it is it doesn't actually truly support um, web components on an actual fundamental web level. So, like Polymer, Polymer actually uh, is a collection of polyfills. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aurelia, which is a lot more true to the web spec, um, Art Angular 2 uh, really focuses on the. Uh, nature of what that new specs actually provide. Um, 
but you still get all the same benefits. So one of the big differences between Angular 1 and Angular 2, for example, uh, and the same with web components, is shifting from this common web archetype of MVC, which yeah. is Model View Controller, uh, over to uh, component-oriented design. Okay. So to help people who maybe have not worked with anything other than web technologies before, um, you may have done something simple in the past, like WinForms. Hmm. Or even... An- yeah, or Android development, yeah. or even iPhone development, or pretty much anything other than web. Um, pretty much that's what Web Components is bringing to the web. The ability to say, I'm going to make a new thing that is self-containing, and it's just part of the greater application. The global scope is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Angular 1 provides some of that, but at the same time, it still was focused on the MVC. Um, with Angular 2, I'm able to create, let's say, um, a button and a text box and a table and make them into one component and tightly couple them together and say, that's okay because this component that has all that logic couples them together is a standalone component. I can put that tag directly into my page, and none of that logic will ever be exposed. Yeah. Um, as well as the styling. The styling is also uh, encapsulated. How does it uh, encapsulate the styles if it's not using the Shadow DOM? Um, so the way it encapsulates styles, the polyfill-ish way of doing that, is it actually changes all of your um, CSS rules mm-hmm. uh, to have prefixes. Okay. Is that how Polymer does it as well? Um, the way that Polymer does it, um, i trying to remember how Polymer does it. It actually uses uh, Shadow DOM polyfills. Okay. Um, Angular 2 does not enforce Shadow DOM. The way that... So you, if you use like ID inside... Angular 2, you'll actually get a conflict unless you're sure it'll only appear once on the page. You have to actually use a special uh, like um, hashtag ID to avoid those conflicts. Mm. While with Polymer type an ID, it literally is ID. Yeah. And you can use it however many times you want because it's encapsulated within that miniature DOM. Mm. Um, so the way that Angular 2 does it, A, is way more simple than the way Polymer does it. But two, it's also faster and more um, compatible right. for the time being yeah. across browsers. Uh, the way that, you know, like, okay, well, if he doesn't use Shadow DOM, what about the HTML besides the ID? Uh, well, if you actually obey the rules, and at least I mean, as long as you use, like, ID, uh, class names and all that stuff will still, be, will still be obfuscated to be unique. Right. And the way that you write these new components is using ES6, ES6 classes. Mm. So each component is an instantiation of this JavaScript object. Yeah. Um, so by doing so, you actually get that encapsulation that comes with, uh, with the new JavaScript standard. Now, mind you, what's really interesting is the, one of the reasons I chose Angular 2 is the preferred way of writing your script is not using JavaScript. It's actually using TypeScript. Oh, right. Are you using TypeScript? We are. I am using cool. TypeScript. Awesome. Um, 
And that's really interesting because it gives you, A, it gives you that type safety, um, but it also gives you uh, all the things that, like, Babel would give you. Yeah. So you still get arrow functions. You still get um, let and const and all those things. But you also get these this strong typing where you can even, like, type functions. Like, say, this variable can only be a function that takes in these variables of these types and returns this. Yeah. Uh, so by doing that, you can get really clean script that you would not expect uh, when writing JavaScript. And yet you can still get that same flexibility uh, with TypeScript just by omitting the types or using the any type. Yeah. So has using TypeScript uh, improved your code quality? Um, I would say it definitely has just by TypeScript's nature made it more readable. Mm. Um, you know, looking at this function that's not set yet, that's set up, that's set externally in another script, uh, what that function will return when you call it. Mm -hmm. uh, with JavaScript, you'd actually have to navigate to all those other files and just hope that no one assigns something that changes that type. Yeah. Um, JavaScript is a language based on assumptions <laughs> or, or usages uh, rather than actually um, like any strong typing. Right. Uh, so there are advantages to that, but there's also strong disadvantages to that. Mm -hmm. um, so. Okay, so we got um, you like components and you like TypeScript so far. Anything else? Uh. So besides those things, because it's component-based, uh, one thing that you might realize is that it, it's very easy to build components that you can share. Hmm. So unlike before where you see, okay, Angular, a whole Angular library or a new Angular controller routing infrastructure, right. you see just components. Mm -hmm. um, so I get like a new table component or a new button component or... There's actually a new Bootstrap 4 library adapted for Angular 2 hmm. that doesn't expose, and you still need to do your Bootstrap styles currently, which is a major downfall of it, and I'm trying to figure out how to actually fix it because there's some problems. Like, for example, Bootstrap totally doesn't work the way you think it would because it is a global style sheet-based yeah. framework, uh, and it completely breaks encapsulation. So you have to do things around that. But by doing that encapsulation, someone can write a component, and you know a, you're 100% sure that when you put that into your project, mm -hmm. you will have no conflict. Right, no side effects. No side effects. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, are, you so, currently, well, are you currently using any third-party uh, components, or are you sharing components within the I company? I am using a third-party component. Um, well, I'm the first one who's using Angular 2 for right. production. But are you so, preparing to share components? Uh, yes, um, I am. And for the third party, I am using something called uh, a Swimlanes is the company, Swimlanes Data Table, hmm. uh, Angular 2. And it's actually quite good. Um, there are some things that I wish it had, and I'm probably going to go ahead and add them in and actually put in a request to uh, re-contribute out to that open source component. Cool. Uh, so that's good. The last thing that's brought up is recently, um, for people out there who've used Ember, uh, there is now an Angular 2 CLI, which is based off the Ember CLI. Ah, cool. 
that you can actually use to start up a new project, and it gives you a protractor for your end-to-end testing. Uh, I think it gives you uh, Mocha, I think, for your unit testing. Okay. And it sets up your additional app config and sets up your TypeScript, sets up all your cross-compilation. And then whenever you want to add a new component, you just have to type in ng-generate component this, and it generates your script, your HTML, your JavaScript, and your unit test. Awesome. Makes life a lot easier than how you create all this by yourself. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, so, like I said, there were some, there are some challenges with it, as, as with any young project. Um, so one of the things that you had, you'll realize is you won't, won't get all the things you want, uh, such as I mentioned before, there's no Jade support, where I'm not sure if I mentioned that on the program or outside, <laughs> but there's no uh, pug support uh, yet. Um, there's still bugs in the CLI. Um, the amount of documentation uh, can sometimes be very lacking. Uh, I once spent a whole day trying to figure out this error code that no one else in the world was having, uh, and it was about uh, when I was trying to separate out and use a reusable component. And eventually, I figured it out. Hmm. Uh, I had to create some boilerplate to get it to work, um, but no one else had suffered through that before. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, you'll also see just things constantly changing. So, like, for the documentation, it does exist for routing. Uh, most of it is for the old router. They have re- completely replaced the routing framework recently <laughs> with a new router, and none of the old stuff matters anymore. Uh, so, luckily, there's a lot of documentation for that, but it takes you a good couple hours to read through it. It is one of those pages where you start scrolling, and you see this little bead in the corner as you scroll. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tiny little scroll bar. Yeah. <laughs> So um, there's that. And then lastly, when going from either one to two, uh, those people who are considering this, um, you don't want to worry about adopting it. So there is a new plan by the Angular team to only to, to, to release a new major version of Angular 2 or Angular every six months. A new major version. New major version. So, so you can expect Angular 3 in March. Wow. Um, but you don't need to forget about it. So Angular 1 to 2 was a, was a complete framework rewrite. None of the code from Angular 1 made it into Angular 2. Right. They said that from now on, 2 to 3 and onward, uh, are just going to be things improvements upon the existing framework. In fact, one of the quotes by the people who made it said, we knew we had to do this because Angular 1 was – we couldn't improve it anymore past what it was based on the fundamental uh, things it was built on. Uh, but we are never redoing an entire framework again. That was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it took a while. <laughs> so they are pretty adamant that this is going to be the status, new status quo uh, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> but the the major <laughs> versions are they going to all have some bit breaking changes um i'm going to assume that there will be breaking changes uh but it will, you'll be you'll be able to go at your own pace of course as our major versions um and it won't require you to rewrite your entire code base right. like one to it'll still be typescript it'll still have all that stuff it'll be like upgrading from java 5 to java 6 I which mean, i know nothing not, about but yeah 
major version. It's actually 1.5 to 1.6, but for all intents and purposes, it's major. There's breaking changes. Cool. Yes. You don't know anything about it? Anyway. No. (laughs) I know about ES5 to ES2015. That was not hard. Which, no, it wasn't. Hundred percent compatible. <laughs> <laughs> Which it has to be because it's JavaScript. Exactly. Um, but one last thing I would like to point out is, even if you don't want to adopt Angular two, I would heavily recommend uh, trying out either TypeScript or Babel. Um, they're both great. Um, if you don't want to buy into the whole type thing, um, then Babel is still great. If, if, if not only for the, if not just for the uh, lets and consts, because uh, var is evil. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the uh, arrow functions that let you not have to keep on making temporary variables for this. Oh, yeah. Arrow functions are great. They're wonderful. Um, and then secondly, I would like to point out that if you are still typing old regular CSS for anything other than a trivial project, you need to start looking at either... Um, SAS for your Ruby, if you're using like Ruby on Rails, um, or if you're going between Less or Stylus, I would definitely give Stylus a look. Mm. Um, it gives you a lot more like arithmetic support uh, than Less does. Uh, cool. Thanks for coming on and talking about Angular too. Yeah, hopefully uh, y'all are at least willing to look at something new today. <laughs> yeah.